Welcome to Janelle Jones Empowerment Podcast. We're here to help you know, love, be, and live your dream life. We talk about reaching your dreams and all that's in between. We hope you enjoy the message. Hey, 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 now it's your girl, Dr. Janelle Jones, and you are here for another episode of Girl, You Got This, Authors Edition. I am so excited for this podcast. Why? Because we have our first podcast with the anthologies about praying mothers. Oh my God. This podcast is about to be dope. So go ahead and get your collection plate, get your notes, get whatever you need to get started because we are about to dive deep into some real issues that's going on in our world. So first, I want to give it up to Miss Rhea Rodney. She is a visionary author of this series. Listen, 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 she's going to come on a whole bunch of times. So just get ready for her. Her series is called Never Let a Good Crisis Go to Waste. That is her anthology series where she's having multiple anthologies. This particular anthology is called The Secret Power of a Righteous Black Woman, The Power of a Mother's Love. I am going to have Miss Rhea come on, our coach Rhea come on, and introduce herself and talk about her vision for this book. And then I'm going to allow her to introduce her co-authors themselves, or they can introduce themselves if they want to, but we're going to start with Miss Rhea. So Miss Rhea, tell us about yourself and what made you decide to really narrow in on this particular secret powers of the righteous Black woman? <laughs> well, first off, Janelle, I just want to thank you so much. I just want to extend a special thanks to you for allowing myself and my team to be a part of your um, podcast, Girl, You've Got This. As mentioned, my name is Rhea Rodney. I am First, a woman of faith, a wife, and a mother to three young adults. In the professional space, I am a three times best-selling author of 20 books. I am a self-publishing consultant and book coach, as well as a certified parent and children life coach and speaker. To put it um, simple, I'm just very passionate about making a positive impact in the life of others. And as a result of all of who I am, you know, I'm blessed with the mandate that God has put on my life, which is to birth this series. And as you said, the name of the anthology, it never let a good crisis go to waste. And, you know, this is something that I connected with right away, Janelle, because my life was far from crisis, you know, every Monday morning from my birth to now, there's been a crisis, but over the past perhaps six years, I've learned how to take this crisis and to really change it into something positive. And as a result of that, I want to help others do that as well. So the name of my anthology is The Secret Prayer of a Righteous Black Woman, the power of a mother's prayer. And this anthology, you know, it's uh, one that is really uh, meant to empower moms, specifically black moms, because as we know, it's, you know, we face a lot of challenges that we parent our children. And um, many of these challenges, they arrive from various things that, you know, society has thrown at us. And I'm just so blessed to have this wonderful group of authors. It's 12 of us with me included. And we're such a diverse group, but we're so connected because all of our stories are connected. So with me here today, I have Deborah, I have Irina, 
and also Chandel, who is uh, the first three, I should say, I should say out of the 12 who are gonna be here with us. So thank you again for having us. You are absolutely welcome. Oh my gosh, I, I have already written down several notes because I think this is a well-needed topic and just what's going on in our society, in our world. And as a mother, gosh, like seriously, I, I'll tell y'all more later. So this, I'm gonna tell y'all why y'all need to get this book. I mean, you know why, based off the topic, but I'm gonna give you some illustrations or some things that happened this week in Columbus. That's like, oh my God. So let's start with Ms. Shandell. Miss um, Shandell, tell us about who you are. Just give us a brief overview about you, you know, what you do and everything like that. Hi, how are you guys? Um, my name is Shandell Morris. I am an educator um, and I am a mom of two um, and I am married as well. I've been married for this year, makes 10 years. Um, my children, my daughter, she has ADHD and my son um, was just recently diagnosed with autism. They're both very rambunctious and very smart, um, six and seven years old. Um, so they definitely keep me on my toes and, and continue every day to teach me new things, um, such as how, how to be a patient mom, how to be an energetic and fun, creative mom, um, as well as you know how to uh, teach other educators how to work with children um, that have special needs. Um, I am also an author. Um, I wrote the book that is called I Am Just a Kid. It's a social emotional book on self-regulation. Um, it's on Amazon right now. Um, and I'm just so happy that I'm able to be a part of this anthology. It's, it's definitely well needed. Um, many, many women are, are, they're just needing encouragement. And so I'm just so happy to, to be a part of this. Yes, thank you. I mean, just your background alone. Uh, wow, that's amazing. I think it's important, you know, as parents to learn, like you said, our kids teach us patience to learn how to be patient with our children. Because if we're not, you know, I'm sure you can contest to this, we become, we come up with troubled adults. So I'm very glad that you have this background to help others. So give it up for Ms. Shindell. Okay, next we're gonna bring up Ms. Deborah. Ms. Deborah, tell us about who you are. Oh, hello. Hi, my name is Deborah Turner Ray. Uh, I am a retired hemodialysis, certified hemodialysis technician. Um, and um, I'm grateful for that. that. That taught me a lot of patients, a lot of patients dealing with patients. Um, and um, I am married. Uh, this is my second marriage. Uh, and my first marriage was, I am a survivor of domestic violence. I am also a survivor of substance abuse, drug and alcohol abuse. I've been sober now for 27 years. Uh, and for that, I'm grateful. Uh, I have two biological children and I have five bonus children from my second marriage. And um, together, my husband and I, we have 24 grandchildren. So uh, they keep us really busy. Um, I am an author. I have written two books that are both on Amazon. The first one is titled To Whom It May Concern. It is a book of inspirational poetry. And the other one is titled Why Me, which is a story of my life of 
domestic violence and substance abuse. Um, I am, uh, um, that's who I am. <laughs> that's who I am. I'm grateful to be a part of this series. It was, it was, it was led by God. Trust me, it was led by God because I, I did not realize that I was going to be a part of this. So it, it was God led, and I'm grateful. Thank you. That's amazing. Oh, man, thank you. First of all, oh, you have a story. All of you have a story. But 24, you said 24 grand grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 24. So that's a whole bunch of prayer right there. So yes, yes you have a story. I mean, just from your, your background, your history, just from coming from the, the domestic violence and also um, coming from substance recovery is a, a story of itself. So I am looking forward to dive into each and every one of y'all's story. Awesomeness, awesomeness. You ladies bring, you ladies each, um, get to Irina. I'm coming, Irina. You ladies each bring just different um, metrics to the, the book series I see from a very prominent perspective that really I know that this is going to be a best-selling book. I already know it. Well, I know Rhea, but I know that it's going to be a best-selling book. So I'm looking forward to it. All right, Miss Irina, you're up next. Tell us about who you are. All right. Well, thank you so much for this space. I just want to say thank you so much for having me. Um, A little bit about me. I am a mother of six and I am married 18 years, just celebrated in July. And uh, let's see, I am an educator, an author, a um, just a visionary and a transformational coach. And um, I have, I run two businesses. So I am grateful what the my first book was coffee and conversation steaming cups of audacity courage and persistence which is just inspirational stories uh to highlight um show places to show courage and being persistent in there and so what i do is i help uh, christian moms and mompreneurs to really thrive beyond nine to five and bring peace and harmony to their families by empowering them just to create home communities where respect and love are the norm. So that's a little bit about me. I'm still writing. I'm very <laughs> impressed. <laughs> um, I just love, you know, the helping the Christian moms to bring balance. Like, listen, I- any mom, but specifically Christian moms, I can see that being a lot, you know, cause as moms in general, as you all, as you ladies know, you know, we are normally the glue, right? That holds it together. And so we balance or we have multiple tasks. Sometimes we make it look very easy, right? But sometimes it's very overwhelming. So balance is very important in our lives. Well, listen, that was amazing. I Listen, I'm so ex- excited to dive in um, into the podcast. You have the ladies who are about to bring it. That's about to tell you some of their stories and some of their whys to bring the anthology of the secret power of a righteous black woman to home for you so that you can understand because listen, I have kids and it is no joke out here. So before we get into, I'm gonna tell you a little scenario that happened today, right? Today, my son got a phone call. My son is 19, he's my youngest. And he he asked me if I knew one of my daughter's friends. She's 21 and I'm like, I don't know who you talking about. She got like a thousand friends. He, oh, he, got, he got shot eight, eight times. Now, 
it wasn't like you know the police brutality was some type of incident that happened locally he survived thank thank god but Mm -hmm. that sank my heart to hear you know someone got into a fight and got shot eight times again thankfully he's fine but as a mother it sent chills through my in my body so because of that i want us to start talking about Rhea, what inspired you to really dive deep into the righteousness or the secret power of the righteous Black woman? What made you dive deep into that? Um, you know what? To be quite honest, this anthology was a direct inspiration from God. Mm-hmm. As we all know, mothers worry for their children, especially when it comes to their safety which is, you know, our deepest fear, I believe. And I was not exempted from that list. Mothers of color bear an added burden that, would, that only we could really understand, right? And our minds are constantly bombarded with a series of questions. Like, what if my child, you know, is, is find themselves, you know, um, being brutalized? whether it's by the police or a gang, right? There's so many different things that could really um, cause us to be in fear. And let's face it, from the womb through adulthood, children of color typically navigate tougher roads. And throughout their journeys, as long as their mothers are alive, they worry for them. However, what I do know is that what we can do is pray. And in this book, I share about my fear of my son being shot by the cops in in his car and of a real life situation that played out behind the wheel. And, you know, with me, I should say behind the wheel and him in the front seat right next to me. I allowed myself to be completely transparent, Janelle, in this anthology as I share my story. And, you know, I share about where the fear came from, how it affected me, how it affected my children. I shared about the the lowest point the fear has taken me. In addition, I shared about my turning point and the prayer that I said said to help me to overcome. Mm -hmm. You know, the secret prayer of a righteous black woman, the power of a mother's prayer, I know will truly help black moms experience the true healing that can come only from God's grace so they can become the parent that they are destined to be. And I know that my story will help them to see that light at the end of the tunnel of their fear. And not just my story, but the story of all of the authors because Janelle, it is powerful mm-hmm. it is transformational and I know that it will give them hope it's going to become their blueprint mm-hmm. so you know I felt led by God and I felt that this was a big mandate on my life and I'm just thankful that I was obedient because God truly showed himself throughout this program mm-hmm. and you know I'm just excited to see what will happen with this book once it, it published wow that gave me chills. Now, the ladies are going to give you a snapshot of some of the things like Miss Rhea did about her son, but y'all gonna have to cop that book. You know what I'm saying? To get all the full information. So we're just giving you some information to help you, give you hope, but to really get into their stories and dive into their secret prayers, you're going to have to spend some money and get that book. So we'll tell you how and all of that at the end of this broadcast. So Miss Jendale, it's kind of on the same line, when it comes to this, what attracted you? What made you say, 
let me be a part of this because I need to share this. What made you say that? Um, well, at the time when I was told about the anthology, I was actually going through something, um, a brand new challenge um, in my life with my children. My son had just um, received a diagnosis of autism at that time. He's five years old in kindergarten. And, you know, things were already challenging for us because we just moved to a location where we were the only uh, Black people. And so mm -hmm. now I'm, I got something where I've, I've never experienced. This is, this is autism. And um, I, I wanted, I really, really felt as if other parents should know that they're not alone. Other parents should know, um, you know, what I've gone through is something that they may be going through as well. And they're not bad parents. They're not, um, they're not, uh, they don't, it's not like they don't know anything. Um, but I really, really wanted to be able to share with them um, what I was going through and how God uh, encouraged me as I went through it. That's awesome. And that, you know, that's kind of like a, a double hit, right? You have one um, end of it where you just got a diagnosis of autism. And then you have another end where you're in an unfamiliar environment and you're the only African-American family. So that, so you're almost having to navigate two new things at one time. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I'm sure it had its challenges, right? Um, I, even, yeah, I, I can't even, I can't even imagine. So I, kudos for your strength, seriously. Miss Deborah, same with you. What what was it? I know you you talked about God connection, which I know God's hand is all over this anthology. I can see it like everywhere. You said that you know God, but what was the what was the pulling factor to get you to be a part of this amazing anthology? Um, when uh, one of the other co-authors, uh, I'm friends with her on on social media and. She was talking about it, and so I, I, um, I started investigating, and uh, so then when um, I, I inboxed Miss Ria, uh, Coach Ria, and I, I was talking to her and back and forth, and then um, I asked for price. I said, uh, you know, I'm just gonna keep it real. How, how much? If God opens doors for me to be able to do this then and gives me the financial blessing that I need because I kept tossing with it and it was like I really want to do this I really want to do this and what I did was uh, a closed mouth don't get fed hmm. so I went to two people my son uh, I went to him and I was like uh, would you like to invest in your mother and he was like oh lord lady what do you want now you know, so, uh, but he did, he did. And then I went to my husband and he did, and he still is, you know. So that, that was the, the thing that let me know that God was in this plan and I was supposed to be a part of this. And trust me, I got to the point where I was like, I ain't doing this, I'm, I'm Miss, uh, Coach Rhea will tell you, I was like, mm -mm, I ain't doing this. I'm pulling out. She can find to give me back my money because I'm not mm. doing this. And she was like, mm -mm, we finna work with this. We finna work with this. Mm. And I knew God had a plan because I had to stop and be still. And that was my problem because 
I like to do things my way. I'm old and I like to do things my way, but I had to humble myself and I had to allow somebody, you can't be a leader if you can't follow. So I had to learn how to follow and mm. I followed. And so for that, I'm grateful. And that's why I know that God, God led me to this anthology. Yes. Whew. Okay. Now let me do my sidebar here. She said that she really wanted to invest in this book because she had a story, right? Mm -hmm. She said she started to pull on people in her family to give her money to invest into this vision. Now, this needs to be a lesson for y'all who's listening to this. She invested in herself. She didn't go out and just throw in the towel and didn't quit and then say, oh my God, what they gonna say? She took the time to ask people to invest in her because she was super serious about being a part of a project that she know is going to change people's lives. Now, we can't sit up here and say, you know, I can't do that, I won't do that. You know, we do what we want to do, right? Uh, what we have time to do. This was important for her, so she made it happen and thankfully she had a coach there to encourage her to keep moving after investing or after investing because sometimes when we do these stories you know we're bringing our vulnerability we're nervous we're sharing with you things that are very deep and precious so it's easy to tap out but she had a coach who encouraged her not to do that i need y'all to take lessons okay because i guarantee you she's going to do a whole bunch of other stuff just from being in this book because it's a blessing. So kudos to you. All right. All right. We about to get into it with Miss Irina. So tell us, tell us what was that pull for you? What made you be like, I got it. I got to do this. Well, you know, I was actually, I remember the day to the T I was outside standing and talking with my, one of my sons and we were actually having a conversation about black males and the anger and aggression and all of this stuff. And all of a sudden I, I get pinged into this room on Clubhouse and it's talking about the secret prayer of a righteous black mother. And I, I'm like, hmm, let me, let me go ahead and listen in. Well, the amazing Rhea just starts talking and sharing about this anthology and my belly just started leaping. Mm -hmm. It just started leaping and I, recalled immediately the words that God spoke to me um, right before that, just like maybe a couple of weeks before that God had said, told me, he said, I want you to write to set families free because I've called you to heal the wounds and scars that parents pass on to their children unknowingly. Mm -hmm. And so he told me also that I'm supposed to release them from just, you know, carrying the burdens and also to set mothers free. And so I said, wow, okay. I had just, I was actually in the process of finishing up my manuscript with, uh, for another project. And so here I'm like, wow, this, I, I just have to, I just felt the leading of the spirit just saying, you got to do this. Mm. And so that's, that's kind of how I got into it. And, and, you know, just re and uh, just having conversations with her, it just made it very evident that, you know, this is something I needed to participate in. Mm -hmm. And wow. so, 
Yes, I've learned a lot through the <laughs> through this anthology. It's just, I mean, you know, Rhea, God bless her heart. She is very patient. And, you know, I was working on a, a several different things all at the same time. And so, you know, it just, it was just, I, um, it was just a blessing just to be a part of this anthology. Rhea, I love her. I love her. And I know that this was a, a, a a vision from God. So I'm super glad. And that's how I know that you guys are, you ladies are going to really go somewhere and really reach a lot of people with this, because I know that God called it into place. With that being said, we've had a lot of things happening, right? In our society as black mothers, we know that things have been happening for many, many years, right? Um, it's nothing new under the sun that's been happening. It's now being more exposed with social media and everything like that. So I would like to start with Rhea. What has that been like watching that? I just watched an episode of Grownish and they were just talking about just all these senseless killings and things that's going on. And one, one of the things that stuck out, one of the actress in the, the movie or the show, he wasn't really participating because he was just tired of it. He was like, I'm just tired of it. Like, I'm tired of all this stuff that's happening and you know nothing is really being done. For you ladies as mothers, tell us, starting with Rhea, tell us, what was that like? What has that been like for you? Just seeing everything that's going on in our world. You know, Janelle, um, in 2012, my children migrated here. And I have been, I was living here five years prior to that. And I really wasn't seeing what was happening. And it could just be because I didn't have children here at the time. And I just felt like, you know, I was just busy with life. But in 2012, that was the year when Trevon Martin was killed. And my eyes, it was like a veil was lifted. And that was the time when this, you know, racism and all these injustices really, you know, uh, picked out at me. And I started to take a closer look because now I had Black immigrant children living here. And I want to tell you, I start seeing so much. It was like, now I'm comparing and I'm contrasting because I'm also, you know, a child care aide at that time. And I'm taking care of my beautiful kids that I love dearly, you know, and I'm seeing the difference. But to be quite honest, over the years, it's just one thing after the next. If it's not our boys, it's the grown-ups, it's the mm. men, it's the woman. And it was grunge, you know, it was it was gut-wrenching to me. And I, you know, I had this fear, but I really voiced it. You know, coming out to do this anthology with this particular topic, I want to really say that God really led me here. Because just like I don't argue the Bible or talk about politics in public, you know, I really open my mouth to talk about race. Racism. But when God put this mandate on me to do it, it's like he was saying, now is the time. You have a platform, you have a voice, you have children. You know, I watched George Floyd last year got killed. You know, I watched um, on the new black in the midst of the pandemic, so much stuff that was happening, you know, and I couldn't just help like this could be my son this could be my daughter and that fear just ignited so definitely you know seeing what's playing now when you write social media has really allowed us to see this thing you know from a wider perspective 
definitely I know change have to come. And my prayer and my hope is that this book, this little book, The Secret Prayer of a Righteous Black Woman, The Power of a Mother's Prayer, will really transcend as far as it can go and touch hearts. Because there are so many moms who are aching, who are crying, who have lost their children to violence. And have mm. you shared this young man who was shot eight times, that could have been his mother crying. Even though he's living, I guarantee you, that mom is going to be walking with that fear deep-rooted inside of her, wondering, okay, when is it really going to happen? So, you know, um, with all that's going on, I think the time is now, and if we all form a movement, you know, eventually it's going to be global and we can start to see change. And this is what really pushed me to say yes to God and, you know, to get on this wagon and share the story. Mm. That just gave me chills because, you know, we see so much on the forefront, but we forget about fighting in the spirit, right? Mm. We forget about using our prayers to pray over our children. So we're not just fighting in the flesh and leaving them uncovered. So this is a great way for your prayers. And let me tell y'all, they are personalizing this. They're sharing their secret prayers Here's the title of their book with you that they pray over their children. It is no joke out here. And, you know, no one is exempt. Yes. No one is exempt. So we're just praying that God continues to protect our children. And the great thing about this anthology is they're sharing with you what they say in order to protect theirs. That's so powerful. How about you, Shandell? What was it with everything that's going on? You know, how are you feeling about all of that, that moved you and was like, what is, what's, what's happening? Well, I feel that's if, as with the George Floyd thing as well, um, at that time, you know, I had, there was not a lot of people that were Black in, in, in my job, in my area, and the people who I was talking to all the time, I started to see them behave differently um, during that time um, where one person would be defending um, George Floyd, the other person would be um, saying something negative about him. Um, and so I started to see that those people that I was around very often, they, you know, they, it seemed as if they see Black people in a, a different light than what I thought. Um, and so that started to make me feel like wait a minute, if this person that I'm with all the time thinks like this, then what about the people that I'm not with all the time that they look like they're, they find, they find, they love everybody, no matter what color, but, and including the teachers, what if they do have these biases as well? And I, I began to have such fear of my children as they started in a brand new school um, and wondered, you know, will, will my children stick out? Will mm -hmm. they have a teacher who is a little harder on them because of their color of their skin without even realizing it? Um, will they be um, suspended by, because of their behavior when it's some, if it's somebody who is white, behaves a certain way, um, they don't get a certain treatment, but my children might get a certain negative treatment and I just be I just became a little paranoid um, with every single decision that 
was made pertaining to my children. Um, wondering if their thoughts and their decisions was based off of, um, you know, just facts or was it something else? Hmm. Listen, <laughs> I, I think that's so powerful because unfortunately our race is something that we can't put on and take off. And sometimes people who are not, you know, may not have our melanated skin, I'll put it that way, you know, can, can just be removed because they're not dealing with it. Whereas we kind of, some of us deal with it every day. It's a, it's a common question. Will I feel comfortable? Are you doing this because of this? And, and, you know, some people may not even be doing it because of that, but sometimes that's what we default to because, you know, people are like that. And some people are just not privy. So you have the allies and you have, you know, the people who are just like, y'all need to go to work you know I had someone say to me like why don't he just go to work George Floyd like why don't he just go to work because they didn't they really didn't understand what was happening or the history of what has been happening and then I had to educate them on what was going on because their parents were teaching them well black people just need to go out there and work and I'm you know I'm not saying that you know I, I I'm not gonna get into that but it was like yeah, but the reality of it was, I remember someone put a quote up and said, yeah, the same thing that's happened to George Floyd, you know, we saw happen to Emmett Till, like, when does it stop? And that's like the biggest thing is when does this stop, right? And it's not just, it's not just happening, you know, on in the police, it's just happening in our community. So it's just, we want to make sure that we're praying for our children, female versus male, female and male, not just one or the other, but that's, that's very powerful. So Ms. Deborah, tell us, tell us your point. Like, what was your experience with everything that's going on in, in the media? Well, um, my children are grown um, with children of their own. Uh, but my grandson, my oldest grandson, uh, he's uh, playing college football. And he's, he was at first, the first university he went to, he was, he was, uh, they, they got him, you know, full scholarship and everything. And he went to this uh, predominantly white university. And the coach said to him, who was white, and the coach said to him, I'm going to send you back to Chicago so you can get killed like the rest of your friends. Mm -hmm. And that affected me so badly. Um, because racism and prejudice is taught. It's nothing you're born with. This is taught. And it has been taught down from generation to generation. And it's taught. And my grandson didn't know how to deal with it. And then with all the things like with George Floyd and Trayvon Martin and all these things going on. And he, mm -hmm. he was like, Gaga, what, what, what do I do? I said, well, guess what? I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray that God opens up a door for you, that you do not have to go through that anymore. And as God, being the omnipotent God that he is, he transferred to another university uh, with a Black coach, and he's now captain of the football team. Mm -hmm. So for that, I'm grateful but all of this that has gone on, and I was in Minnesota 
actually the day that the verdict came down wow. uh, uh, on April the 20th. I was in Minnesota and they had shut down the whole city. But when you went to the memorial where they were honoring George Floyd after the verdict, the majority of the people that were there were Caucasian. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was in the midst. I was in the midst of that. Yeah, I was in the midst of that. And I tell you, I tell you, God is good. God is good mm-hmm. because he protects. He has been protecting my grandson. But like I said, he's right now he's at a university. It's, it's mixed, black and white. But at least now he has a black coach. And he didn't understand. He didn't understand because he grew up in all black schools. He went to all black everything. And then he goes to a school that's predominantly white. And then the coach says something like that. That's racism. And you said some interesting, you said that it, is, it was taught. How can we, you know, one of the things that we're looking for is just how can that be unlearned? So we had to learn how to teach because I don't know about y'all, whether my, my, my kids, my kids are adults too. They, you know, I'll look at them and be like, mm, she kind of act like me over here. <laughs> you know, not, not all the good things, right? You know, like, yeah. oh, okay, you know, um, because we're showing them how, you know, to live. And a lot of it is things that we were taught. So then it's asking ourselves, when does that curse break? When do we kind of get away from those bad habits and then still better ones? That is the biggest question that we're asking. So yes, I, I agree. All right, Miss Irina, what about you? What was it like with you with everything that's going on? Well, so I come from a very diverse background. I grew up with growing up with a German mother who was and is still extremely um, passionate about racial injustice and Mm -hmm. a a proud Caucasian hillbilly father, stepfather who had some really, really strong opinions against black people. Um, Marrying a black American man who is all about black history and celebrating our blackness. And then, you know, later discovering my biological father who's passionate about the history of black Americans and native Americans, Mm -hmm. you know, just, uh, so just a really a diverse uh, background, but, you know, I have worked really, really, really hard up until this point or up until the point all this started to um, really focus on the love of people and just really, mm-hmm. you know, sh- sharing the love of Jesus with people. And so for the first time in my life, I, I just really actually in my mothering life, I I just was forced to ask myself the question, like, am I really preparing my black young men for life? You know, am I doing everything that I can to raise the awareness and and protect and help to kind of inoculate them from what's coming? And so I've really had to wrestle really long and hard with all of this. And um it, it caused me really to, even in writing this book, this chapter for this book, mm-hmm. it really had to, it caused me to really face and relive some of my insecurities growing up because there were a lot of times where I felt I was the minority and I received the looks of disdain and I felt like I was the odd man out, uh, both on both sides, uh, you know, the, from the white people, I wasn't white enough. For the black people, I wasn't black enough. And and so it was just kind of like a really, it, it just really created a whole conflict within me. And so um, I'm still 
to be quite honest, I'm still sorting through all of that. Mm -hmm. And um, just just really allowing the Lord to lead me and how to um, how to present this to my children. And, and so we've had to have some really tough conversations about what was going on. And, and it just really breaks my heart. It really, really it's very heartbreaking for me. Mm. So it's yeah. so it's so interesting. Your background, though. Um, from your mom and everything else, like just like all of that coming to play in the place in the conflict. Because, you know, I hear that a lot of times with people who, you know, it's like, well, I grew up this way and I wasn't accepted by this group because um, they saw me as, you know, being, you know, melanated, I guess. And then I didn't wasn't accepted by this group because I wasn't, you know, melanated enough. And it's like, where where do I belong? Mm-hmm. Especially as you as you're younger. And what is my sense of belonging? Because we need that. That is a need. That is a basic human need is the sense of belonging. And so it's like, where do that lie? And then having the responsibility of raising, you know, African-American boys. Listen, yes. And and we're going to get, I'm going to switch gears and really talk about that. When it comes to your prayer, I don't want you to tell your prayer. They need to hop, they need to get the book. But what I want to talk about is how did your prayer help you? How did your prayer help you, Rhea, with transitioning from, because I had to imagine, listen, I have two, two, I have a blended family. I have three boys and two girls and everyone is adults. My youngest son will be 20 in a couple of months. And now I feel like the sweat is on the hot flashes are getting worse or, or worse because I'm up at night. Like, okay, God, you know, I, I don't, I don't even want my kids to leave the house. And it's so like, girl you know you can't they can't be captive but it's like I don't know what's going on in the world so I just want to I said it to my son I said please don't go nowhere I just where are you going and he's like looking at me like mom like I'm like where are you going who are you going with almost like when my kids were younger and they wanted to spend the night over there their friend's house I need to know where they were who the parents was I need to talk to their parents you know all that stuff because I didn't want anything to happen to them and you know my kids been through a lot so I'm starting to do that as an adult. And they're kind of like, <laughs> mom, come down, calm down. Like my son is like, mom. Um, but it's like, because of everything that's going on, we, we naturally fear, feel fearful. So with your specific prayers, tell us how did that help you move forward with your, your children being a black mom? Well, you know, um, when I wrote my chapter story in this anthology, I shared about a, a specific event that took place last year during the pandemic, during the summer and early this year in January. And I was torn, mm-hmm. but I remember in the midst of being torn, even though I am a woman of God and prayer, I wanna be honest, mm-hmm. for some reason, like I didn't connect prayer you know, like Rhea, you should pray. You know, that didn't come to my mind at the very beginning. But I want to tell you something. God was actually setting me up for this anthology because last year, um, this anthology was no inside. But I remember the fear had took me to a place that was so dark, just the fear of my son being shot by, by the cops in a car. You know, mm-hmm. he was about to purchase a car. And that fear really shook me. And God vividly, I remember God vividly reminded me of a a dream that I had 
a couple of weeks before my son was born and my son is 20 now. And I, I was giving birth to my son at a riverbank and these two hands descended from heaven through the clouds. And, and it picked my, um, God picked my son up and he said, this is my son of whom I'm well pleased. Mm-hmm. And then God gave him to me and said, he is yours. Um, you would think when you make a baby, you carry that baby for nine months and then you give birth, you would say that it is your child. But when you are a woman of prayer, of faith, and you understand how God works, you know that this is God's child and he's merely just lending this child to us. And it was Mm. in that moment I got this clarity. It was like an epiphany moment for me. And I said, God, you have given him to me and now I'm giving him back to you. I have to trust you in this moment. You have seen him through so many things to this point. You have helped him to get past that driving test. You, 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 you help him to raise that fund to buy that car. And now we have this car. I cannot do it anymore. And I surrender it all to God. And, you know, in this book, I shared different holistic ways that I cope and dealt with the fear. But if I am to be very completely honest, I did that because I understand that yes, some people may not be at a level where I am spiritually, and I wanted to give them additional resource. But if I could be honest, Janelle, in that moment when I fell on my knees and I prayed to God, I felt a complete deliverance and God reminded me of something that I have been doing over the past six years when I was sick is that I decided I had to come to this place of understanding that my time on this earth is already numbered God know when I am going and to go I must go and if I am to die by a gunshot that will be it if I'm to die Mm. by a car accident that will be it if I'm to die in my sleep that will be it I have no control over death in my life or death of my children so I surrender it to God Mm. and I trust I put all my trust in him and I want to tell you something my kids cannot ask me to go out to a party or to go out with, to interact with friends. And I, and, and, and I could say yes and feel happy. My son mm. is on his way to college right now. It's a six-hour drive, and it's the first time he's going back to college by himself. And I didn't even think of him two times. God mm. truly has delivered me, and it showed me the power of prayer. And when God told me about this anthology, he gave me that story, and he specifically told me that I am to write that prayer, and every author is to write their prayer, because we all know that there is power, deliverance, and victory in prayer. Mm. listen get your flashlights get your lights get your like just go ahead and put your money in the collection plate because (laughs) the deliverance and that is what it is that fear that bondage not only are you binding your mind yourself but you're also binding your kids i don't want you to go nowhere i don't want you to do nothing i don't want anything to happen to you and then you're projecting that fear on them and then of course when you do that it causes them to be afraid as well and then we don't want our kids operating in fear because the bible says god has not given us the spirit of fear but a power of love and a disciplined mind that is what we have to teach ourselves and we have to teach our children but it starts with us so that is very very powerful i'm listening i'm ready to hear the the prayers already because i'm like whoo i'm getting nervous over here (laughs) (laughs) so yes miss chandel 
how about you? How did prayer kind of bridge that gap for you? Well, it was actually, my prayer was actually a reminder of what God was was already doing with me all throughout my life. I actually, um, I'm a person that God gives dreams to and and they're normally um, symbolic and um, similar to what Rhea um, was saying about her dream. God, when, when I was, uh, right before I got married, God gave me a dream about this. Um, and, and in this dream, I had to climb climb up somewhere it was kind of like a train station or something some train tracks and I didn't know where I was going but I had to continue to follow those tracks and then all of a sudden it was just pure darkness all I could see was the tracks that were underneath my feet and as I continued to walk on the planks of the tracks all of a sudden they were they started to become empty um, and I would have to jump over to the next plank um, and then as I continued to jump over to the next plank the plank started to be, so instead of one plank, it was too empty and I would have to make a big leap. Um, and I kept on doing that until I was at a place where there was no more planks. And mm -hmm. God told me that you have to continue to walk. And I was so afraid. And I said, I, what am I going to walk on? There's nothing there in front of me. How am I supposed to walk? And God told me that I have to trust in him. And this is going to be the story of my life, that I have to trust in him and that I have to have faith. And so the prayer that I had during this time is not just a prayer that, it's ha that I had in the past, but it's actually a prayer that is... Uh, continual um because this this challenge with my with my children is something that i'm still going through and, and in the community that i live in it's something i'm still going through and so this prayer is just a reminder of what god already said to me mm -hmm. is basically god help me to have faith when i don't see what's in front of me when i don't know what i'm stepping on god help me to have faith to continue to go help me to have peace as i go mm -hmm. um blindly and help me to trust you so so hopefully this is a prayer that can help someone else too oh it's gonna help someone else because i mean i think that's amazing we forget those things when we're going through and we are feeling the weight of the world we're seeing via social media via the news via podcasts or whatever we're into that's all they plaster so then it's it's easy to waver and get your you know lose focus because of the distractions so it's very important that we go back and remember to trust God. And from your vision, faith by faith by faith, like step by step by step, right? Um, we have to trust him in every way. Miss right. Deborah, yes. What about you? How did prayer bridge the gap for you? Um, with, with my chapter, I wrote about an incident in my life of being fondled. Mm -hmm. um, and that was always my biggest fear with my children. I too, no, you cannot spend the night at nobody's house. You cannot go over to anybody's house. You can play outside, but you cannot go inside their house. You know, um, just, just that fear, just that fear uh, of a service person coming to your house to do some work. And that's because mm -hmm. of what had happened to me because of a service person coming to my house to work. And I went through this for a very long time and I'm gonna be perfectly honest. 
after writing this chapter, because that was an area in my life that I did not talk about. I did not bring up. Nobody knew about it um, because that was something that I kept inside. But when I wrote the chapter, it helped me because it brought it to the surface. So until it came to the surface, my healing couldn't begin. And when I wrote the prayer, the prayer helped so much. And the reason I'm saying the prayer helped is because the other day I had to go, I had to go out and a service worker was coming to the house to do some work. And I left because I had to trust God. And my granddaughter was here and I didn't call back a hundred times. I didn't, I, I didn't do any of that. And I know that God heard my prayer that I prayed in this book because I just, I've had a fear until this week, <laughs> mm. until, until this week. I never let a service person come to my house without me sitting there watching them where I can see and somebody else is going to be in the house with me. Yes, Miss Deborah is saying to y'all, writing is therapeutic, right? Sometimes you don't even realize the things that you haven't dealt with until you have to deal with it. You know, we kind of coast through life sometimes and we think that we're healed and we think we've gotten over things. And honestly, the writing part really brings that out because it takes you back. When you start to write, it takes you back um, to a memory. Um, and so it goes from there. So this is absolutely amazing. And then we're going to move on to Irina. What was there, that, Bridger, for you? So for me, I'm all about families thriving. And for me, there was, there's, there had been such a, a great pain in my heart about mm. just the, uh, the addiction piece that was in my family line. And so I wrote about that, that piece of the addiction and just really the longest time I've been, you know, just working with my kids and just on them, on them, on them about healing and, you know, just working through their stuff so that they don't get caught up in these, you know, addictions and things like that. And so as I was but I, this is something that I really have carried and God has told me, he's mandated me to, to speak about it. And, and it's, it's been so uncomfortable for me to share about that because mm. it's like, I don't want to, you know, put anybody, like, I don't want to put anybody on blast. I want to, you know, do it in the right way. And, and it's just, I, I had been so torn about writing uh, from this experience, even though I know that it's by the power of our testimony that we share, when we share that, it sets mm. us free, right? And so in writing the prayer, I was reminded that I can trust God, that no matter the outcome, then of course my children are still growing. And so they still have their choices. They still can lean in whatever direction they choose. But it helped me to really stay grounded and, and just really see that, okay, I can trust God. They're his kids. Mm. They're his kids. And so he gave them to me. And, and so it's, it's up to me to steward them. But, you know, I really have to turn them back over to him and then allow God to heal my heart 
you know, about that and, and allow him to, you know, just begin to start breaking the bondage within my family line. I'm just grateful for this anthology. I know it's, it's amazing. I can't wait to get my hands on the book because I'm going to be actually reading through every single chapter. I know I've started and it's just, it's, it's an amazing book. It's just amazing. Everybody's chapter is just amazing. Well, I'm looking forward to it too, because I know that Rhea does things excellent. And so I'm looking forward and just hearing you ladies story. This is just round one. We have three more rounds or two more rounds to go. So of getting the whole cast (laughs) and crew together, but just hearing you ladies story is our stories is just awesome. Like really, I'm like, I'm not sitting up here making this up. It is so important that we get a grasp of it in our emotions and to trust God with our children and to remember that they're not our children, that they are God's. So you ladies are, your stories, your backgrounds and all that is so impactful. And I know that when the book comes out, we'll talk about that later, um, that you know, you're know you going to make an impact. So the last question I have for the group is, um, I want you ladies to talk about you know, kind of um, what's next and then where where they can reach you or where they can connect with you we can go through the room and then after that Rhea is going to tell us all about the book information the launch and when you can when you can buy it on Amazon or her other sites and go in from there so all right so Miss Rhea what's next for you what's next and then where can we find you well my plan is to continue to positively impact the lives of others one book at a time And to do that, I will be working on two other powerful and very inspirational anthologies, which I'm hoping to release by the end of this year. And I'm telling you, you think this book is dynamic. The other two that are coming, they are going to be so, so impactful. You know, one of the books is called Freedom Starts in the Mind as a Man Thinker, which which in brief will help others to free themselves from mental slavery and this Mm -hmm. false sense of imprisonment so they can live a purposeful and purpose-driven life, you know, the life in which God has destined for them. And the other is 2020, the year all the lemons were served, finding optimism during a pandemic, which is a book that highlights the brighter side of the pandemic. And by showing how resilient we can all be in the midst of chaos. So as you can tell, based on the anthology, um, the name of it, you know, um, Never let a good crisis go to waste. I am truly tackling these issues that really keep you know people in bondage and keep us not living our authentic God-given life. Mm. And I'm really hoping that you know these anthologies will really impact the life of others. Now I could go on and on because there's so many things that I'm doing, but this is you know what I'm really focusing on right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, you could find me on Facebook on Twitter, and also on on Instagram, you know, on Facebook, just look up Rhea Rodney, and you will most definitely find me, or you can look up Facebook at Dara Publishing, Instagram at Dara Publishing, Twitter at Dara Publishing, and most definitely you'll be able to find me, and once you find me there, then you'll be able to find all the, the other social media platforms that I'm on. Wow, so we're looking forward to your future products, please make sure you go to all of her social media platforms and like or 
follow or do whatever you need to do to stay connected because it's so important. Okay, Ms. Shandell, what's up? What's next for you and where can we find you? Uh, well, what's next for me is that I'm going to continue. I, I write I write children's books. And so I'm going to continue to write books that help parents and help educators um, know how to interact and give them strategies um, with children who have uh, challenging behaviors and big emotions, as well as um, being there as a mentor, coach, and coach to other educators, um, letting them know, just just letting it all out there um, in terms of being um, biased, implicit bias, um, and ways to be to go around that how can they know what they're doing um so just really being there to help educators so that parents like me um doesn't have to be worried about their children um in the classrooms um and also you you guys can find me um on facebook uh shandell morris author and then you can you can check out my website it's uh www.morrishousepublishers.com Yes, please connect with her. And she has, she says she does children's book. She has an extensive background in education, working with children, working with special needs children. So please make sure you connect if you're looking for resources, especially if you're dealing with children who have any type of social emotional issues or period. All children have something with social emotional. So this is teaching them how to be healthy in their social emotional learning. So make sure you connect with her. Ms. Deborah, what about you? What's next for you and how can we connect? Um, right now I'm in the process. I have two books that I'm working on. One is another inspirational poetry book and the other is a fictional series that's kind of fictional and some of my life all turned into this one, but it's gonna be a series. So I'm working on that right now. Um, I do have a children's book that's part finished, but I'm like I say, I'm just I'm dibbling and dabbling right now uh, with different things. Also, I'm working on a clothing line for for dialysis and chemo uh, patients, um, uh, easy access to their access. Uh, so that's what I'm working on right now, and. Um, uh, I've run up against a few brick walls, but I know that I'm going to continue to claim it in God's name. And so I know that the doors will open. Uh, so that's, that's what I'm doing right at this particular moment. And you can find me on Facebook, uh, Deborah Turner Ray. And you can find me on Instagram at Deborah Ray 79. Um, and that's how you find me. And I'm grateful. Okay, I think that is an amazing idea to help dialysis patients access to their, give them access to their access. That's like brilliant. So I'm in agreement with you that, you know, the blocks will be unblocked and that God will open the doors for you. So that's amazing. Please make sure you, you connect with Miss Deborah to stay in touch um, with her. And then also, and then Miss Irina, we're going to go to you now and we want to know what's next for you and how can we connect? All right. So for it was about 12 for, to be well about 13 years god took me through a specific strategy on how to heal through my traumas different traumas and so uh, god had me write this manuscript which i'm going to be 
uh, working on publishing here soon. So that should be coming out soon. Um, and then I also have, and it's based on a four part framework that anybody can use to he start healing through their trauma. Um, other than that, I have some, um, I'm actually gonna be working with some accountability coaching with a group and we that have that coming up soon. So you can go to find out more at, on Facebook, I'm at Irina Currenton and on Instagram, you can find me at Hope Reconnect. So, and that's Hope Reconnect. So you can find out more. I have a link tree on there and that tells you all about what I do. So thank you so much for allowing me to share. Appreciate you all. No problem. Um, okay. Healing is one of the biggest things um, that I feel is so important for people, people, um, anybody really, but especially when we're dealing with us as parents, um, you have mentioned early that we, you know, we want to make sure that we're not passing that residual pain down. So please make sure you connect with Irina, because I think that will be very helpful for anybody, man, woman, female, male, whoever you are to learn how to heal. All right, Miss Rhea, please tell us when we can get this book. When can we get the secret power, the secret power of a righteous black woman? Where can we get that? Every time you say the name of the book, I must say you have me chuckling over here, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, uh, we are doing the final touches to the book. Um, um, I'm praying God that by the end of August, which is August 31st, that it will be published. But just to enlighten your viewers, you know, this is an anthology. This book has um, a compilation of different authors. So we all will be individually selling this book on our platform. So it's so important that your listeners, you know, as they hear each and every one of them, that they connect with them. Um, the book will most definitely be on Amazon, but each of the authors will be also having their own platform, which they share with you. But we haven't have, we don't really have a concrete publishing day as yet, but we're working towards the end of the um, of August, most definitely. Yes. Please make sure y'all connect. I thought I saw an event August 28th. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> if, if you if you will allow me to share that. So on August 28th, we are having a VIP panel discussion. And on that platform on that day, it's going to have all the authors. We are going to be doing it virtually, but it is going to go live on each and every one of our platform. And the reason for this is that, is that we can really bring our audience, our friends, our family in and really share more about the book with them. And we will be talking about, you know, our parenting fears, you know, our challenges, and, you know, the way in which we invite God into the situation to really help us. It's all about enlightenment, and then give each and every author the opportunity to really connect with their individual tribe, and on that day, my, my hope is that each author will have their luncheon day, so they can directly talk to their tribe on that day and say, hey, on such and such date, this is going to be my lunch. So we all are going to be launching individually at different times. So most definitely, if you guys want to follow me again on um, Facebook, once you come there, my page is open. You will definitely be able to access that invite. And, you know, you could come and join the conversation. It's going to have Q&A and it's, it's going to be really dynamic. I better go. Listen, just, just go to Rhea's page and then search for her events and you should be able to actually 
quick on to 10, I think it's going to be very powerful. They're going to take a deeper dive into the things they're talking about in the book and also give you some feedback and some information, more information about how you can really understand the power of a righteous praying mother. All right. Thank you, ladies. Oh, this has been so dynamic. I so appreciate you being here. I'm telling you, you guys help me. I really am going to really start trusting God with my children. I'll be having like anxiety attacks over here and I'm a whole therapist, but I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, so it really reminded me how much I needed to trust God with my children and not, like you said, not get so fixated on everything that's going on in the world. Not that we ignore what's going on in the world, but we have to make sure that we are putting a spiritual stance behind it to cover our children. So I really recommend that you ladies, I mean, you, the readers, your listeners, uh, read it, pick up the book. We'll send more information about when it's going to be released. Um, And then we're going to have the second part of the interview next week. We're going to have four more authors on here and we're going to talk to them as well. But it's been such a pleasure. I'm so thankful that you ladies came to share your stories, your, you know, your vulnerabilities and really your deepness and your passion, because I can hear passion in each of your voices about why this was an important project for you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Miss Rhea. Thank you, ladies, for being here. And this is it. Um, And please join us next week for the remaining authors. And you are listening to Girl, You Got This. Thank you for tuning in to Janelle Jones Empowerment Podcast. Please be sure to visit our website at JanelleJonesEmpowers.com. That's Janelle, J-A-N-E-L-L, JonesEmpowers.com. There you'll be able to sign up for free information to help you live out your dreams.